Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones the onlys mr kevin Kreider and miss davon deep <laughs> what is going on welcome welcome behind the velvet rope bling empire season three i mean welcome okay. Thank you. When you started this journey, Kevin, and I have a lot of questions for both of you, when you started this three seasons ago, I mean, you know, did you ever think we would be here three seasons in, Bling Empire still going as strong as ever? Uh, no, I never thought that. I mean, I you always want it to be, but the fact is, you know this in entertainment, there's no guarantee for everything. Like, my biggest fear, I think, was like filming all of this and it just doesn't air. Right. Because you hear horror stories like that all the time. But when we were filming and I was just living my life in season one, I knew we had something very special. Once uh, once I once I saw a little bit of clips from the, the people. Did you watch reality TV before you filmed and you were a part of the season one? And Davon, did you watch anything or did you watch this show before you were a part of it? Wow, that's a new one. Um, <laughs> it's Devon, not Devon. <laughs> Devon. Devon, like divine, but Devon. Devon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, no, you know what? I didn't watch the show. I actually heard it through my girlfriends. Um, you know, the texts were going, the uh, inboxes were going in, and they're like, hey, is that is that your 
ex on this new reality TV show playing a fire? I'm like, what, really? Uh, did he take his shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of hot guys from Philly who's a trainer. I'm like, yeah, he took his shirt off too. Yeah, that's that's definitely Kevin. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch yeah. reality TV either. No, before this, I didn't. But I didn't actually, at all. watch uh, being a part of this made me watch more reality TV. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Really, what do you guys watch now? Do you have any favorites besides Bling Empire, of course? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, yeah, I watch a lot of Bling Empire, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I do watch Selling Sunset as well. Um, there's some other ones like uh, the dating shows, like Love Is Blind. I watched, I watched a couple episodes of The Circle just because I knew some people in there. But like, it's almost like once you're in reality TV, you start to meet more people in reality TV and you want to see what they're up to. You're like, wow, this is addicting. I mean, Selling Sunset, also a great, great show. You know, look, a lot has changed over the past three years. Kevin, who do you think has changed the most? You know, you guys are on a hit Netflix show. You know, you're all in the limelight. Like who has changed the most from this experience so far i would say can i include myself yeah i think i've definitely changed the most in not in character but like the opportunities and things that are coming my way like look i live with devon now not a, not like a spoiler but um you know we were just talking about it the other day like to be in a luxury building and my one own one bedroom We've come along, or at least I've come a long way since the studio apartment in Philly that was 300 square feet. And yeah. you had to walk up four filthy. floors. Filthy. Filthy. <laughs> you know, it's just like crazy. And now it's like I'm launching my own business. Like we're starting yeah. up our own um, production and for Asian-led love stories. Like we just have, it's so much different. Like I don't even remember the last time I rode a skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> I know and gotta put that back in our closet definitely and we saw that in season one we saw that apartment which wasn't the one in philly but we still saw yeah i mean i I would say you know you've changed a lot and we're going to get into some more of that later on in the businesses has anything shocked you i mean it is reality tv look we've had some drama on bling empire over the past you know three seasons and i've watched the new season i've binged it i could not stop it was just as good as the other two does any yeah i know it's it's great it's a great show i mean does any you got to watch it first (laughs) how did you get to to listen i mean i listen this is professional over here behind the velvet rope i had to be prepared for the two of you i'm like you know sometimes i skim something i'm like i need to see enough of it just so i know what to talk about but then i have a show like this where i'm like i i I, this isn't even for work i i can't stop watching this this is so addicting that's awesome so anything shocking uh there are actually a lot of things that are shocking um the timing of some stuff like there's timing of things you can't ever try to do you just have to live your life to the fullest and um it's just up to the reality gods that it's captured on camera like um for instance when uh devon and i started talking again that wasn't timed where i was like oh yeah like we're gonna do this it, it was just this was what's really going on in my life um and even season one with you know, going back to uh, season one where going to see Kim's dad or something, that wasn't timed. That was something you can't plan. That was really just moment to moment. Um, for us, like in, in season 
in season three, like even up getting a new car that wasn't really timed properly. Like I would have rather have brought that electric car back home <laughs> in one piece. And myself. And myself, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Well, look, I mean, spoiler alert, like you said, you guys are living together now. You have a one bedroom. But, you know, I, I watched the whole season. I know you guys, you know, broke up before and now you're back together and things are going well. But how did you guys meet? I still am not sure that I know that answer or that story. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> Kevin is nudging me. He's like, tell him, tell him. Um, well, we meet. Oh, my God. We met like 13 years ago in New York City. Uh, when we first started our career as, you know, models, talents, uh, actors, you know, whatever we can get right at that point, <laughs> what's going to pay the bills uh, once we moved in um, to New York. But uh, yeah, I met him, you know, we booked a couple jobs together. Um, we, should I, should I like even say the name? Anyway, no. the brand, no, no. Um, so we booked a modeling gig together and I was like, I remember looking at him, I'm like, oh my God, there's another me, but a guy, you know, like on set. So I was just really excited. Um, I didn't really talk to him. I thought he was really off, you know, like just, just like a weird dude, you know, but this is 13 years ago, you're talking. So, you know, kind of see him around um, for the next seven years. And then we booked another job together. And that's when I was bold enough to She's like, you know what? He thinks he thinks he's hot shit. I'm gonna be the better one and talk to him. <laughs> so I just um I just went up to him um during lunch uh and I said, Hey Kevin, you know, and before you know it, we're we never stopped talking. Well, except for that seven-year breakup too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a short seven-year breakup, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> what's what's seven years in a lifetime though, right? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's just seven years. <laughs> well, look, during that seven years, you know, we got we got to see you, you know, at least, you know, pursue Kelly for a minute, pursue Kim, you know, Davon, Kevin told you all about this past with both of these yes. lovely ladies. Yes. yes. It's hard not to talk about it because if I was like, yo, no, I don't know. I don't know Kim. She'd be like, really? There's documentary. <laughs> document proof about this no you know I think I think knowing Kevin as friends um you know starting as friends and everything like I was like yeah that's definitely very Kevin fashion (laughs) but yeah I was like yeah yeah I know it's it's kind of like an eyesore to watch (laughs) because I went through the same thing (laughs) did you sit there like once you know your friend said hey there's you know this shirtless asian guy from philly who's like a trainer and he's on this show like once you realize it was kevin did you sit there and you know binge this and watch it no i was actually um my friend actually one of my best friends or close friends sent me an article and be like hey you know he's doing well for himself um you know you must be so proud and i'm like or something like that along those lines and i read the article and i'm like Oh my God, you know, it actually kind of, kind of warmed my heart, you know, even though I haven't spoken to him in like seven years, uh, not answering one DM, you know, just kind of like kept my distance, um, you know, very, uh, in a crazy way, but, you know. In her defense too, and I keep bringing this up because it's not like she was purposely doing that. She had a boyfriend, you know, so it's like, I think a lot of, couples in the past would still talk to their exes 
um, and which is, I think, a disaster if you still talk to your exes while you're in a relationship. So that's what I mean by like that, like, because I think some people could see as like, why'd you, why did you not talk to him? And then all of a sudden he's on a show. Well, it's because timing of things, she had a boyfriend. And then yeah. when she answered, she didn't. Yeah. I wanted to give the respect to my, to my um, boyfriend at the time as well. And I think, I, I hope that, I mean, it looked like it panned out okay because <laughs> <laughs> Kevin actually told me like he respected me more for not, for not answering or, you know, talking to him during those times. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not that mad, mad at it, which is great. <laughs> Did you know she did you know she had a boyfriend, Kevin? Like, did you just keep oh, trying? Yeah, I knew it because this guy was in the picture before we broke up. And I I wonder, I was like, this guy's trouble. I didn't I didn't like him. <laughs> to be real, like right away. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. All right, so there's some good news and there's some bad news here today. Now, the good news is if you're listening to this, you are alive, but there is bad news. The bad news is you probably don't have life insurance. I certainly didn't, and that's why you need Ethos. Now, I looked into some other companies, I mean, the option of getting life insurance, and it was so confusing and it was outdated and this huge application process. I was like, I have no time to deal with this today. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until one day I discovered Ethos. With Ethos, you can get life insurance in 10 minutes for as little as $10 a month. They have no medical exams, which I love. There's just a few easy health questions and very competitive rates from top rated carriers. So basically what I'm saying is it's affordable and convenient. Do you know that every year you wait, life insurance premiums increase by 8 to 10%? Get a free personalized quote at ethoslife.com slash velvet. That's spelled E-T-H-O-S life.com slash velvet. Go to ethoslife.com slash velvet to get your free life insurance quote today. Ethos Technologies Inc. operates in California as Ethos Life Insurance Services. Not available in all states in prices subject to underwriting and certain health questions. 
Now, you guys know I'm committed to eating healthy and living a clean lifestyle. And one thing that totally helped me was Organifi. Now, Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition with such high-quality ingredients. Organifi is science-backed to craft the most effective doses. And what I love, it contains less than three grams of sugar per serving. I also love the variety. Like, for instance, Organifi green juice. The Organifi green juice, it's made with the essential superfoods, and it helps reduce stress. There's also the Organifi red juice. That's a superfood punch. I love the taste. It helps increase my energy without caffeine. Both taste so delicious. But one of the things I love about Organifi the most, it's so easy to use. You just mix the Organifi blend with water or your favorite beverage. You can use it while you're on the go. So Organifi tastes great. It's easy to use. Is there any other reason why I love it? The cost. Organifi works out to be, wait for it, less than $3 a day. Head over to www.organifi.com slash velvet rope. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Organifi.com slash velvet rope and use code velvet rope at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. And yeah, so my instincts were a little right, but uh, look, you learn through shit. You know, it's just every situation so different. We were, we were struggling artists back then. We, we all had roommates or lived in, like I said, a vermin filled, literally vermin, like yeah. rats in the apartment. Yeah, um, it, was it was a disaster. So wow. like you, you need to do yeah. to really make it. And like I said, people don't know this side of me. They think I just came on a skateboard and fell into this thing. But it was like, no, years before that, uh, very lonely times, very sobering times, trying to get sober too and get my life back together. But yeah, 300 square feet and, and trying to make it. And, you know, we complain about some dust in here now. And it's like, wow, that old place was dusty and filthy and i'm like who are we becoming who are we become? <laughs> you know? well this is what happens in season three of a hit netflix tv <clears throat> show yes. just just embrace it but no i mean you brought up a good point both of you you know and kim even implied this in like the last episode of the season that you know when she was talking to kane at the table of like you know who is this girl? And like, of course, now she comes around now that there is a hit TV show. And I mean, do you get that a lot? I mean, is do you hear that narrative out there? I mean, you guys just mentioned it and Kim kind of brought it up. Yeah, no, of course, like Kim was always a little protective and I think territorial. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, I think that's another reason why it appealed to Kim and I to be like, pursuing anything right besides what Kane did right but it was like because we knew that a lot of people coming into our lives now who are new are going to show up because of this but I'm like Kim this is a little bit this is so different because in the beginning when we met this is what we wanted for each other we wanted to have this familiarity this trust with each other um, while we go through life and try to achieve our dreams and now she's here. She doesn't have to be here with me. Like, to be real, she's an actress. She's not a reality person. This is a big risk for her to be on a reality show. Like, she, like I think Kim thinks, oh, it's a guaranteed thing, like, to be on a show and gain success. It's not true. There's a lot of actors who don't do reality TV because they know it could affect their careers and their livelihood. So there's, there's nothing without risks. And to be real, she was even 
uh, talks about like how, to me personally, how like, man, this could look really bad on her. Like, because she was afraid that, you know, oh, just another girl. But I'm like, no, this is like, if we didn't break up, first of all, I don't think this would have happened, right? Because we would have still been in New York. We wanted to move to LA together, but we didn't have the ability to yet. Now I had the chance and also too, partially because I was a single guy, you know, um, to be real, like it, it was just part of the show and part of my real life. And then we come here and I get to do this for us. And I'm like, what other person then who saw me before my wreckage, who survived a lot of my wreckage, but I was just so unhealthy mentally because I wasn't even sober at that time. Um, she sees me now like thinking, oh, uh, what a good guy, like he's a good dude. But I was like, I wasn't that good of a dude back then. You know, like I was drinking and drugging and not sober at all. And now it's a nightmare. it was a nightmare. And then she stood by me until it was just too much, you know? And now I got clean and sober and it's like, okay, things are good. Like, let's do this together now. We have a real shot. Do you feel, and this could be for both of you. I mean, Kevin, we saw you with like with Kelly and Kim and I mean, Devon too, you had a boyfriend. Like, do you really feel, you know, now that you guys are back together, really it was like, wow, like, we were just biting seven years and like, this just makes so much sense. You know, it's so crazy. Like sometimes, you know, I think about this and when you have the right love at the wrong time, it's just, you know, it's, it's tragic. Like we love each other so much back then. We had this whole dream to like move to the city, to the Los Angeles together, be real actors, you know, have have everything um, that we wanted. Family. Family, we talked about having kids, like, you know, like right before our plans to move to LA, like things, shit just hit the fan. Like yeah. it was so bad and that's, you know, and I just, it hurt me so much to let him go, but I'm like, damn, Kevin needed, babe, you, yeah. you really needed help. My, my sponsor at the time actually told me to let her go until I got sober because it's going to be a roller coaster. Um, and I didn't listen to his advice. And, you know, his words, my sponsor, my first sponsor actually just passed away, uh, which I was really heartbroken to hear about oh, um, a couple months ago. But I still remember all the things he told me in sobriety. In the beginning, he said, if you really love her, you should let her go because it could go real south, you know, really bad. Uh, while you get your life back together, because you're going to be a different person when yeah. you when you go through the steps and get rid of alcohol and change as a man, um, it'll be for the better. But during that period, it's going to get real mess messy. Um, and I didn't listen, and it got real messy. And but the thing is, I think second chances are a real thing. Like when it's meant to be, it'll come back to you. Uh, and I I do believe that. Like my acting career, I let that go for a while. Now it's come back to me. I let go of Devon and it's come back to me because it was meant to be. And I think it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, I definitely believe we wanted this for each other to begin with. We wanted to empower the Asian community. We wanted to have a family. We wanted to show um, real love to ourselves. We we're, we love love, you know, and just, we love to be in love. Yeah. That's like the thing with Kevin and I, like, we just, we're just like, <laughs> see, <laughs> this is what you don't see. Well, I could tell by the way you guys were sitting that you were holding hands the whole uh, time. <laughs> but so, I mean, so there'll be no lie detector tests in either of your futures is what you're saying. 
I don't know. Maybe you want to. I hope not. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think so either. What about like in the finale when we see, you know, Kim say, you know, well, if I wanted Kevin, I could still get him. Oh, well, we didn't <laughs> see that far. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I think she said it in one of her confessionals. Well, now that we know that, I'll comment first. The one thing that is really with me and Devon, we have history and we have a lot of trust. And my other thing too is with Devon, she's naturally beautiful. Um, And I think for me, I want someone in my life who is natural. Like I actually don't think LA living for dating was really my thing. Like, I don't really like the fillers, the plastic surgery look, um, the constant vanity of doing all this stuff to your face. And like Devon, like doesn't, she does less to her face than I do. Like I wash my face, brush my, I shave. She doesn't shave, but she, she does, she's low, <laughs> lower maintenance when it comes to aesthetics than I am. It's so know? low maintenance, <clears throat> so low maintenance. Yeah. So you Kevin is the diva. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You want to comment on that comment? Oh, this? well, Kim, did you not hear what I said? If you want to start some shit, girl, <laughs> bring it. <laughs> yeah, Vietnamese are feisty when it yes. comes to that stuff. So. No, totally, totally. See, Javon, you're fitting into this group already. Right. What about, and Kevin, when you say, you know, you're in love and Devon is like natural, I mean, you don't like fillers and all this plastic LA stuff. Is that is that directed towards Kim in any way? Well, my thing is that, yes, it is. (laughs) But I would also say this too, is that I truly believe I wasn't, it's weird. I don't know if they ever played this, but, you know, Kim always said like, um, well, I need a man who could just always focus on her, not be out there so much and flirting. And and my thing is, I actually do think it's because I was always just still in love with Devon. Like I, I, I was single the whole time we broke up. You know, I didn't find anybody that could even compare or could see myself with, you know, Kim was the closest, but it was just like, that was also a disaster. Right. But I do believe that things happen for a real reason. And if I ever thanked Kim for like showing me the way, which is like, she showed me exactly what I don't want in a relationship or even a friendship at some points, you know, like she showed me exactly what I don't want. Um, and I think what made me really appreciate Devon even more was like, you know what, after all this, she still pops up in my mind. Doesn't matter. You know, like she always pops up in my mind. Um, and now was a chance to actually finally message her one last time because I was like, look, I know she doesn't have a boyfriend now. If this is not the time, I don't think it ever will be. So. Wow. Well, as viewers, we love love too. And I think, you know, from seeing your story from that first, you know, episode season one, I mean, I think everyone is invested and it's, I mean, I'm on board with all this. So do you guys have any relationship with Kim at all? I mean, do you speak to her at all now? Well, it's a little bit tougher because there's still a division between the group, you know, Um, it's a little high schoolish and, you know, I kind of feel like, the older brother parent being like, Hey, look, let's, let's go back to remember, remember so-and-so in the beginning, before we we started filming, we made a bond that no matter what happened, we are still friends and we are friends. We're going in this together. 
And that person who said that was the first person to create the division and to try to get back at other castmates. It was really ugly, you know, and I really wish we could get back to it. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately, some people get caught in the crossfire, you know, like uh, Kim feels a little bit of loyalty. So does Kelly. And subconsciously, I think they see what happens when you cross someone's loyalty. And, uh, and then I get the blunt end. I avoided getting on the bad side of some of my friends because I saw how petty they can be when um, someone pisses them off. And it's not even that bad to be real. Like they didn't, they didn't cheat on anybody. They didn't, they didn't steal. You know what I mean? They weren't breaking the law. It was just like, well, you just didn't do what someone liked. And who is this person? No, you can figure that out. (laughs) There's a lot of people that I think it could be, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, we got it. Well, we got to, we have to put in mind that you know a lot more than we do. I know, I was going to say, we didn't see it yet. So you know way more. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is, you mentioned Kelly, what is going on with Kelly? I mean, are you guys still? I don't know, she hasn't called me back. So she sees this, Kelly, call me back like you said you were going to do. Kelly, call Kevin and Devon. Yeah, can we all be friends? I know, seriously, <laughs> what is this? This is adult, adulthood now. This is like, by the way, this is the only way I can almost even talk to some of them because they won't call me back or talk to me. So it's like, this is, I mean, some people are like, well, why do you have to talk about me in the press? I was like, because you won't talk to me unless it's this way. It's, it, listen, I see this in so many different shows and so many casts I speak to. It all starts out one way before season one airs and then everyone has a pact. It's, really it's normal, normal then. Isn't it? That's crazy. Huh? I mean, it's always a pact and it's always friends. And I mean, I think your group, you guys really were real friends. So I think that makes it even more strange when it goes awry. More heartbreaking, you know, because yeah. I think when it's manufactured, you can be like, okay, let me just at least be friends with these people. But when you were building a real bond, a strong bond, and then it goes this way, it, it's more hurtful for sure. Have you guys, do you guys have any, do you speak to Jamie at all these days? Oh, I never really spoke to Jamie. I mean, unless it was like, hey, um, should I buy this Birkin? Just kidding. <laughs> Remember the good old days? And I'm really dating myself here. I know when you had to like go to your psychiatrist's office and like sit there and wait in the waiting room and it was quiet and you were looking at people around you and you had to wait and you had to walk there and you had to drive there. Mental health and therapy and psychiatry has never been so simple. Now that you're able to access mental health and the comfort of your own device, it's never been so simple to schedule. Talkspace, it's really changed the game. You can send messages to your dedicated therapist and the Talkspace platform. You could schedule your sessions. You can help set goals all from your device. You never have to leave your home. And if you're like me and you travel and you're really never in one place for more than a few months, it's great. You don't have to keep changing therapists. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience and over 40 specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food, eating. As a listener of Behind the Velvet Rope, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet to get $100 off. That's Talkspace.com 
dot com slash velvet. Oh my God. So listen, growing up, do you remember your favorite show when you just couldn't wait to get home from school before streaming services? And it was like only a few hours until it came on. And it was that show that that water cooler show that everybody was going to be talking about the next day at school. Well, listen, in the late 90s, I mean, what other show was there besides Buffy the Vampire Slayer? It was my absolute favorite. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are nodding their heads now saying, yes, I agree. Well, listen, I've got some good news. In a new podcast from Wondery, the rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we are taking it back to 1999. That's right. We are entering the Buffyverse. So listen, join morbid co-hosts Ash and Elena as they slay their way through Buffy's drama, action, and romance, episode by episode. Enter the Buffyverse with Elena and Ash. Listen to the rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. My prayers have been answered. The rewatcher Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Can't effing wait. Well, one person you do speak to, I mean, we really saw, I really was loving this relationship between you and Christine. I mean, you and Christine really got close this season. Yeah, we still talk. We talk on a daily. I mean, she just helped me um, remove a lipoma on my back, which was great. Like, she really was there for me. Um, Like I said, she helped us reconnect. Yeah, she's like a big sister. Yeah. Yeah. So how does this work, Devon? Tell me, like, you're minding your own business, and then what? I mean, does Christine, I imagine Christine Chu has a huge team of people around her. Does someone reach out? Is it a DM? Is it a phone call? I mean, how... What goes through your mind and how did this all go down? She slipped in the DM. (laughs) (laughs) And at first I was like, who is this woman? You know, like, she's trying to get me back, you know, with Kevin. Like, who is she? Like, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) And she's verified. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, in my head, I was just like, okay, well, what am I getting myself into? Like, Am I just going to be, you know, I just needed to know like what it entails or is this for the show? Like, I don't want, I, I didn't want my life to be on there, you know, like I was really happy um, at home and like starting a business. And obviously I, you know, I heard of Kevin and I wished him well, I was really proud of him. Um, but, you know, so I didn't, I didn't want to be involved, you know what I mean? Until I was sure for, it was just, it was just like, so uh like chaotic at that time because I'm like should I answer her or whatever but you know it just seemed like I was just like I think I asked my heart at some point and I was like you know it's time to make peace with Kevin like maybe this is a chance you know my heart has been healed it's been seven years you know I don't I whatever happens I just want him to be happy and I I went with I went with the purity of my heart and it led me to Christine um, and, you know, meeting, I was ready to meet Kevin again. Would you have been more, <laughs> and here we are, would you have been more likely to say yes right away? Like if it wasn't for the show, you know, like, which is really the opposite of like what Kim was implying, what I asked you about earlier, you know, or did that not have anything to do with it? You know, like you said, like you, you are an actress, you didn't want your business. Like if it was just some woman named Christine that wasn't blue check verified, would you, or do you like, maybe you would have said yes more readily? 
If I wasn't in the business, you know, I would have been more, you know, um, like casual about it, I guess. And I just didn't know, trust me, like, I didn't know who Kevin is at this point. We haven't <laughs> talked, we haven't been in touch. Like, God knows he probably just want like more clout or I, I don't know, like more what? girls on, on the show to whatever. We don't know, you know, like even my mom or my family was like saying like, you know, be careful, like how, how are you going to be portrayed? Like, are they going to film? Like, what, what does Kevin want with you? He was bad news before, you know, like, so, and I'm like, you know, at that time I was really into film and acting. And I was like, I don't want to be on a reality TV show. I don't even know the show. Like, this is crazy, you know? Um, and so it's just, it was just a little bit more difficult just because we haven't been in touch for so long. And I didn't know what to expect. Um, but, um, you know, I, I was just open, you know, like I said, my heart was healed. I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to be so closed up. I was like, Hey, you know, we have one life. It was just like, life is too short to, to not, you know, give, give friendship or love another shot even, you know? So I, I went with it, not just kind of like catching up with an old friend kind of feeling for me and we all uh that was the advice that the advice that my my family got me to yeah why don't we just say hi you know just 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 like catching up you know don't expect anything from it and be aware if he said okay can I film this then you, you you'd be like bye you know but yeah I was um I was just like okay let's after I talked to Christine I just like okay let's do it you know I'm supportive. I've always been supportive of Kevin's career. I'm so proud of him, you know, to even get any, get him, getting himself out there, sharing his story. I knew this side about Kevin. So I was like, you know, it's a reality, but Kevin has a story worth sharing. And, you know, to his advantage, yeah, he may not be a, a big time actor, right? But man, this is so cool because he has, a very inspiring journey to share with everyone. And this platform is just perfect for him. Well, you have opened up to us. About, and then also, of course, Christine says, get on a plane and go to, you know, Paris. That doesn't hurt either, of course. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, if we're going to be reunited, it might as well happen in Paris. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I know. When that happens, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, sign me up. But no, you have been very open about your journey, you know, you like in your struggles. And I know that was like a big part of why you guys broke up before Kevin, like, you know, and you just, I think it was your six year anniversary. You just celebrated for sobriety. Like, did that ever get, you know, challenged or, you know, again, like you're not in the public eye, then, you know, look, life changes, right. When you're on a hit TV show of any network overnight, you know, like, did that make it harder just being in the public eye? And like, you know, I live in New York, I'm in LA all the time. It is fast paced. And, you know, or was that, you know, just from being on the show, is it like, wow, there's a lot of outside influences coming at me. No, totally it did. And, and that made me miss Devon even more because I would have loved to have had this with her. I don't, I didn't want it to be a, I didn't want this with a fan, which is all you get. You get fan DMs, you know, and I learned very quickly, even dating in the public eye, when people meet you, they, they have intentions and it's usually out of stardom more than anything or 
even if they don't know you, they start to fall in love with the idea more than me. And it made me feel more sad to be here. You know what I mean? Like, and be like, wow, I'm actually succeeding in what I want to do. But, you know, the one person that I committed to doing this with isn't here. Um, and, and yeah, you, you see the ugly side of people very, um, not honest even, you know, like, uh, in that sense. So I, I find that to be, yeah, it was much harder. Um, and so then I, even before I started talking to Devon again, I actually committed to myself to like not date, not to do anything, not to go out, nothing. Cause I was like, I'm just tired of the, um, that, that, that life here, you know, I'd have to go to the middle of America or middle of nowhere to be able to find peace with that. And, um, but you know, I didn't have to, which is great. Yeah. It's funny because, um, you know, it was just a passing thought, um, when I knew that the show was taken off and, you know, in my heart, I kind of, kind of just like wish Kevin well, but I'm like, damn, it's going to be, I'd be curious to see who Kevin will be ending up with. I hope he finds a good girl, you know, cause like it, it takes a lot to understand who he is. He's very, he's got a lot of layers, you know, he may appear a certain way, but you know, he, um, he's a very loving person at heart. He really is. And uh, he just, like I said, I told Christine once and I was like, you know, Kevin just is the type that just loves being in love, you know? And yeah. He seeks that everywhere, kind of desperately too at some point. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's cute. It's cute. It's it's like in a way, it's like kind of charming, you know. Um, it's endearing. It's, like, it's endearing, yes, yes. So um, yeah, to to be with Kevin, I feel like you can't, you have to look past a lot of this, you know, you have to know his struggles to really understand who he really is. This guy has a lot to give and, you know, it's, it's just not worth it. If, if at this point, you know, people are just going to see him as eye candy. Oh, and I've seen people, I mean, I do have a lot to give and I, I didn't realize how much until the show aired. And then a lot of people took advantage of that actually, which I didn't really care for. And it was like the people I least expected, you know, it actually mm. came from the wealthiest of wealth. Mm. You know, they complain about, oh, people who aren't wealthy, you take advantage of the wealthy. I was like, eh, maybe you should look at yourself, man. Like took advantage of me. Yeah. Guys, girls, Guys, whatever. How so just for like fame and notoriety and like star notoriety right. that led them to more notoriety right. and they had no not notoriety giving. before kevin's very giving yeah. and he's hot so you know it's like <laughs> what do you do <laughs> where listen those are not bad qualities to have <laughs> where are you guys i mean do you speak to kane and we saw you guys you know we have the friendship watch we saw you guys start in a bad place afterwards. yeah i guess i mean it's tough because it's you know, a lot happens in between seasons. Like we haven't filmed for a while, um, but life keeps going and it keeps getting lifey. And yeah, he unfollowed me. And um, it's a shame because it was, it shouldn't hurt, but it was, it's a clear symbol of we're not friends anymore. You know, he'll pass by us and he won't say hi. He'll just be really loving towards Devon though. Yeah. He loves me, just not Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> 
do you still have the Jacob? I mean, I have a Jacob watch. It ain't no joke. So even, you know, high end, low end, there ain't no such thing as a low end Jacob watch. Do you still have the Jacob watch? I do. do. And to be real, like it doesn't feel as good wearing it, but you know, I, I'm a man of my word. Like I'm not going to sell it, you know, like Kane thinks I'm going to do, but um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pure reminder of what our friendship could be or would be if, uh, he could just get out of his own way, man. It's just, I think it is like, it's all these expectations we have on each other to be a certain way, to be a certain way loyal. You don't realize that people don't want to be felt like you're in control. You know what I mean? And like, my last thing I want to do is um, just because you gave me a watch to feel like I owe you something, which is what I felt like in the fine print, he didn't tell me, you know? It sounds like you're close to Christine and, that yeah, there's no might. fine print with Christine. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, let's do this. Great. Oh, let's do that. Great. Uh, let's do this. By the way, he, she never forgets her credit card anywhere, you know, <laughs> like Kane does or something or, or, or my other friends even sometimes, you know, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome because I think Christine understands me in the point of like, look, I don't have the same wealth as everybody else I'm building. And I'd love to be able to be in that position to give back. Um, and to be able to mentor other people and to be like, hey, come out to dinner. We're going to a five-star restaurant. Don't worry about it. It's not me taking advantage. It's me getting the experience so I can give it back. And I think the people who feel like, oh, you're going to take advantage of me are the like, and, and, and because I bought you a dinner. I'm like, I think it's because you have no intention of giving it back. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. do, you understand that people in higher positions see it as a mentorship thing that you will give it back or that's the plan you know and I, I'm fully understanding of it and I'm starting to do it even now like I just uh had dinner with some friends and some people who are still working in their, their life even people who are more successful and I still I pick it up because it's within my reach like what well, was only like a 50 dollar check you know but it was like <laughs> you you <laughs> You picked up a good one. Yeah, picked up a good one. But it's like, my thing is I do it where I can, but I'm not going to be irresponsible to impress my rich friends, you know, that I can mm. pay for this and stuff. And by the way, struggle with paying the bills. We don't even have a car yet. Yeah. Do you guys talk to Anna Shea at all? I mean, assume, I'm assuming no. No, she's hard to reach. Like she, I, I shouldn't air too much of her business, but she, she had a hip surgery. She was in a lot of pain you know, in, in the last year or two. And I think she's not in pain anymore, which is great. But, you know, I just don't really talk to her that much because there's only so much, I feel a little uncomfortable if she gives me, especially now I have a girlfriend because I'm like, um, if we come together, I don't want you to have to do it for both of us. And then if she did <laughs> do it for just me, I'd be like, what, what, what about the vibe? Like, I want to just avoid that situation, you know? I don't know. I'm still like, maybe I have, I mean, that's very humble and nice of you. I'm just like, I see like the Gucci and, and the Gucci suitcase and the Dior sneakers. Right. And I'm like, if you don't want it, Kevin, <laughs> here I am here. I think Paris and it's nice to have, but like, to be real, yeah. like all my nice things that I have have been, you know, fortunately given as a gift um, except for my TV. I now have a flat screen TV. I know Kevin doesn't have doesn't have to buy anything anymore. Yeah, which I, friends to give him stuff. But it allows me to 
actually have a one bedroom now while I'm still building my life here. You are building. We saw you get a deal with like Don and like Mimi. Like how is the, how is all that going? Plug away. Right here. Wait, I'm the spokesperson. Let me present this. Well, yeah, literally yesterday was the first day I got to feel the real thing in my hand. And it's been such an experience to be sober and to now see my sobriety resembled in a in a in a product something that I've always imagined in the last year and a half could happen which is me as a sober man giving it back to the world while still trying to make a living right because this is it's not cheap to start a business as Don knows and so we do need a little bit of capital which is great and um, to be a new business owner is so exciting to me because I only had myself to sell as like a talent, as an actor, as a model, which now no longer modeling, I get to actually represent something that's truly authentic to myself. Do you ever regret anything? You know, like the relationships have changed, like Kane and Kelly, and it sounds like Kim. And, you know, like, do you look, you've given so much to this show, right? And like now we've met you, Devon. Like, do you ever regret anything in the sense that? you know, like maybe these friendships would be intact if it wasn't for this show. Yeah, my, my biggest regret is sometimes I'm a true believer that you your real friends will call you out on bullshit. Anna's a real friend. She calls out people, right? And a real friend will also take that as feedback and try to do better. Um, my biggest regret is knowing that maybe some of these people aren't those types of people and to just think of a bigger picture, keep the peace and just move on. But uh, I thought I was, I'm a true friend in the sense of like, I want us to be better. Um, I know I can be better. When I talk about being better and I apologize for something that that's the only thing I can control, my side of the street. I think what ended up happening is I did it too much And I think they thought they were justfully right in their situation Um, and to be more of an asshole or more vindictive because, see, I was right. Kevin apologized. He was wrong. You know, like that wasn't actually the right thing either. It was just me cleaning my side so I can go to bed um, at night um, feeling better because, you know, that's the only thing that I control. If I go out there pointing fingers, um, which I've tried before and it backfired, yeah. it's not going to change anything. But I did see the fact that they thought they could do more of the bad stuff. So I stopped because I was like, maybe I'm um, I'm allowing this. I'm um, catering. Oh, oh uh, well, my dad called it something. I'm enabling. I'm enabling them. Um, and so now I'm not letting them enable. I'm not enabling them. Sorry. That, that makes a lot of sense. What about, you know, like you've been also so, and I've seen your TED talk, you've been so, you know, open about, you know, like you struggled with like Asian masculinity and like your identity growing up. And I mean, you, we even learned about like eyelid surgery. I mean, I didn't know about that before really that that was a thing, you know, and just, you were so open about that. I mean, imagine you've heard from so many people just from being on this show over two, and it's now going to be three seasons that are probably just like, wow, it's great to see myself represented. 
Yeah, like at the end of that TED talk, when I said, I wish to see a world where Asian men are seen as sexy and cool, just like any other race. I got to be it finally, you know? And by the way, it what I love about it is that it got to allow other people to be excited and to want to talk about this representation we get to have. Uh, you know, for instance, a lot of the castmates, they'd make fun of me for talking about representation so much, especially in season one. They're like, uh-oh, an interview's coming. Let's talk about representation. And then hypocritically later, they steal exactly the same words and talk about representation all the time. And I'm like, uh, that's cool. I'm glad I get to open that opportunity. But what I, I think was just kind of funny was like people in, in, in the real world didn't know that I've been doing this for a long time and it's documented, but like even before five years ago, when I got that chance on TED to talk about it, I was talking about it a lot, but the difference is people would uh, shut me up and be like, stop complaining. You know, you're complaining doesn't do anything. I was like, I'm not complaining. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, it's almost like it was my cry for help. Um, and, and people were very insensitive to uh, mental health issues, exclusivity of, um, uh, of race, right? And then my parents even didn't really know about it uh, the way it was until I actually was in a documentary and they saw a bunch of Asians in, in one theater and they're like, wow, okay, this wasn't a Kevin complaining thing. This is an actual real thing. Cause they're white, they don't, they're not around us that much. And I felt like for me to show them that uh, Asian representation, Asian emasculation was a real thing. They're like, okay, we get it now. We get why you're doing this. Um, because I always tell them like, look at the example. I'm just telling you the story. This is who I am now but this is what it took to get here. And, and a lot of people miss that. They just hear the, oh, you didn't get girls on Tinder. You know what I mean? Like you have to get off of that. I'm like, no, but like, look, look, at, look at me now. Like, I feel good about myself. I just had to get off Tinder and find out like sharing my story could help other people. That's what we learn in 12-step in programs is that your experience can help other people. So I shared, I shared my experience and uh, it's helped other people and here we are. I could imagine. Well, as we wrap up, which I think is just a great thing, you know, at the end, you guys are going to watch it. Spoiler alert. We see Bling Empire. New York City is coming. Oh, no. Follow Dorothy. I didn't even know about where. Why am I not in New York? Why are we not in New York? Well, you know, you you can reach out to your ex-castmate Dorothy Wang and come for a visit. I mean, but I think that will just, you know, it's a good thing. You look at like Selling Sunset and what that's happened, Real Housewives. Like, I mean, this really could have, you know, you talk about representation, like just that possibilities of cities are endless, I feel. Endless, definitely. We we love it. We love it. Uh, Can I get paid for some of that? (laughs) That'd be great. I'll work for it. I'll show up. Well, you know, just reach out to Dorothy. I mean, I know she had a brief stint in this group. You guys have no... Totally. Dorothy flies out there. That's right. Seriously. And before we go, you know, season four, Bling Empire, I mean, Devon, you know, here you are with Kevin. I mean, are you ready? Because I think we're going to be seeing you. I'm freaking ready to bring it. Let's go. (laughs) I think season four will be a glorious season if we go into it we we talked about we have so much we want to share we have a lot to share 
And, uh, you know, we, we definitely want to tell our own story, you know, because it's authentic and in a way like, okay, it's a reality TV show, but we know that it's such a beautiful platform to be truthful and honest. And, um, you know, that's, that to me is, is a beautiful story written, um, you know, in real life. So I think that we, we gotta, you know, we, we have to um, really embrace it and, yeah, and seriously, as actors, if we weren't, like before, I mean, as actors, as entertainers at the time, if nobody was going to write it or cast us in it, yeah. what better chance to actually just be it and share it yeah. and live it authentically? I would agree. You both have been so authentic here today. I can't wait for season four. I think it's going to happen. Let me just put that out there. And we're going to see all so much more from the both of you. And I'm really glad you guys got to do this together. I appreciate both of you. And Crazy. where where can everyone follow you online that doesn't already do so? Where are your Instagrams? You can follow me on Kevin Kreider, uh, Kevin Peary Kreider. It's all verified. This one's not verified, but also doyousans.com and do you sons on social platform. Well, after October 5th and it airs, I think you'll be verified pretty soon. <laughs> and what about you? Oh, oh uh, well, with me, Devon Deep, D-E-V-O-N-D-I-E-P, one word. And then um, you guys can follow our uh, new production company as well. Um, that's going to be launching pretty shortly called All's Production. Stands for Asian-led love stories. Um, we just wanted to push ourselves and others to really uh, tell authentic Asian-led love stories. So more, to, more on that soon. I love it. Congratulations. I'm glad you're happy and just keep in touch and come back anytime. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. This This is our first one. You had to, you know, pop our cherry. I'm so glad I could be your first guys. I'm so glad. Which either means it's going to be the best or the worst because we'll get better or we'll get worse. No, this is going to be the best. I'm like feeling it. So I'm glad I could be your first, but thank you guys so much. And congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. Take care, you guys. Bye. 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 Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.